Thank you for choosing this podcast from the Calling Community Church. Our mission is to create space for all people to experience the compassionate love of the Father and to discover the calling He has for their life. Please enjoy the message today, recorded live inside the Wilson Performing Arts Auditorium at Platte County High School in Platte City, Missouri. Well, so what, what do you say, what do you say like after Christmas and right before the new year? Like, is there like a particular phrase we're supposed to say? Howdy. Howdy. Merry new year. That'd be good. That'll work. All right. Well, so excited that you're here today. If you are a first time guest with us, thank you so much for coming and being a part of our service. And I was talking to a gentleman earlier and I I always realize how intimidating it can be to come into a place for the first time. Now, for those of us who've been here a while, this is kind of fresh, fresh and new, or not fresh and new to us, and so we're used to it. We're very comfortable. But if it's new to you, thank you so much for, for being brave and coming in. And hopefully, one of us regular people greeted you and said something nice to you. If we didn't, we should have. <laughs> Hopefully we'll get it right before you leave today. We hope that's the case. You should have got a bulletin when you came in, and so make sure you go through the bulletin, look at all the information that's inside there. One of the most important pieces about that bulletin is the tear-off sheet. Please tear that off. We encourage everyone to fill that out today. And if you have a prayer request, make sure you place that on the back, and we'll be praying for you this week. And uh, it's a powerful way to, to kind of get the word out, let everybody know what's going on. And so today, you'll see that we have the table set. We're going to do the Lord's Supper together one more time in 2018. We're going to uh, come to the table and just remember what it is Christ has done for us. I think it's so important that we do that. And so I want to encourage you to be ready for that. Be ready not only vertically, spiritually, be ready horizontally as well. That means have your offering envelope filled out if you've come prepared to give today and fill out that, in, that um, attendance sheet. Because as you come forward today, you're going to drop it in an offering basket. My wife will be there to receive that. I think it's a beautiful picture of giving before you receive, and so we'll do that at the end, and so it'll be great. So did everybody have a good Christmas? Yeah, pretty, pretty good. Anybody have a terrible Christmas? Let's just be real with each other. Like, and it was awful. Anybody? Just, yeah, we got, yeah, yeah. Listen, so this family, bless their heart, Christmas Day it was? Christmas Day, they found out that their precious little boy, little J.D., little Jeremiah, uh, was diagnosed with diabetes on top, type 1, on top of the fact that he has uh, cerebral palsy. And so just, you know, that was a tough, that's a tough gift to, to receive for sure on Christmas. But man, they have persevered. They, they're here today. I, I just couldn't believe I saw this precious little boy's face today, and he actually recognized me and was happy to see me. It was so, so exciting. So, man, thank you so much for being here. Let's pray, and, and we're going we're gonna to go back. We're going to review 2018, uh, and, and, and I'll explain to you how I came to this place to do this, and then we'll, obviously we'll look forward to So let's pray. So Father, we thank you. We praise you. We love you. We are we're excited, Lord. I know some of us, even more than others, are excited that 2018 is almost over. And Lord, when we look forward to it, some 
some anticipation, maybe some anxiety of what's coming in the new year. But God, we know that you're faithful yesterday, today, and forever, and so we can be glad about that. We're in your presence today. We thank you for your incredible amount of patience you have for us and your long-suffering that you have for us and your love that is unending. And so we praise you for that today. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So, so we're going to look back, and I'm going to attempt to use some new technology today as we go forward with our time together. And so a year ago today, a year ago today, we came into the service, and I was asking everyone, I said, what are your expectations for the new year? What are you, what are you looking forward to for 2018? And I got tons of responses. It was really great. I had you all fill out a card if you remember that or not. Um, and people filled out a card. And we had uh, lots of different responses. And one of the ones that caught my attention more than anything else was this particular young lady. Her name is Caroline Puntney. And Caroline, it was the first time she'd ever been to our church. And she placed in, on her card, I want to see something new with my eyes that I've never seen before. I want to see God do something new with my eyes that I've never seen before. Interestingly enough, I only was able to contact Caroline through email one time. I completely lost touch with her until almost a year later. She showed back up to church, and I saw her name on one of those attendance sheets. That's the reason why they're so important. You might think, ah, Brady doesn't really care if I fill this out. I do care. It really matters to me, all right? So humble, or or humor me, not humble yourself, humor me. Your humble pastor, and please fill that out if you can. So she filled it out again. I'm like, oh my gosh, she's back. She's alive. She's real. And so we had coffee together at Bee Creek. That's where I took this picture. And asked her, hey, did God show you something new with your eyes? She actually went to China for two months over the summer to teach English. Talk about seeing some new things with her eyes. And so we jumped right into the new year. And we jumped right into holy habits. We learned, uh, learned all kinds of new spiritual disciplines for life-changing growth. We developed new holy habits. I'm going to see how this is working. Yes. So we learned things like rest. We learned to rest. And this is some pictures of some people resting. And I asked, send me some pictures of you resting. And so they were so uh, generous to send those to me. And you see it different ways to rest. You see Joy trying to rest with the dogs on her lap, and the cat, <laughs> and the family there together on the couch. We celebrated the resurrection, and we watched this video together. It was a powerful um, just way to enter into the reality of the resurrection. We remembered that He is risen. And he's risen indeed. So that was our Easter 2018. And then we had the coldest Easter egg hunt known to man. Well, probably not known to man, but known to us. It was really, really cold. It was the shortest Easter egg hunt as well. I mean, you've never seen a thousand eggs get collected as fast as you did that particular day. No chance of the chocolate melting on the football field this year. It was cold. We had an awesome opportunity to license Ryan Campbell, 
who is the Fellowship of Christian Athletes, Northwest Missouri director, we had a chance to license him to the gospel, the ministry of the gospel, so that he would then be able to, to share and do weddings and funerals for, for those of the people that he's ministered to over the years. Lots of different athletes. He, I'm pretty sure he's all on his, like his fourth wedding this year. And so we really uh, was blessed to have a chance to pray over him and be a part of that. This is a great love story. This couple holding their marriage certificate it was the first wedding that I ever did back in 1998. And uh, yes, I, look a little, I looked a little bit different in 1998, not a whole lot. But this couple, uh, just real quick, their story, they ended up going through some tough stuff and got divorced. And then they reconciled. And, and, and new to my eyes was to do a wedding at Kauffman Stadium during batting practice. And luckily Aaron Judge didn't hit a home run into the, uh, into the wedding ceremony. And we had a chance to celebrate together. What a great story of God's redeeming love. And, so we, and they're here today. So it's so exciting that they're now a part of our church. 2018 was our first mission trip as a church back to Peru. Back to the country that my son and his sister are from. And while they were there, they reconnected with their family. And this was the crew that went with us. And so they saw their parents, their mom, and they saw their siblings and aunts and uncles and cousins. We did ministry to a home there that uh, helps young ladies take the next step in life. They, especially young ladies who exit out of the orphanage and they have nowhere to go. And so this ministry takes them in and gives them tools to be prepared for the rest of of life. While we were there, this was one of the most incredible experiences. Baptisms in the ocean. It was, back to being cold again, it was powerful. It was unbelievable. One of the young ladies that got baptized, she's here today. She's in the, in the children's room doing ministry for little kids. And so that was a new experience for us. These are not the only ones, but we did grieve the loss. We grieve the loss of people in our family members, of people in our church, a mom and a dad, and I know there's others in the room that have experienced the same thing. And then we met these little miracles. Precious little ones that came into our church via their parents. And we had the chance to, to dedicate a lot of them to the Lord. And that was a great, um, uh, exciting time. And so obviously they're going to see new things more and more with their, with, uh, their precious little eyes. And then there was a Sunday we got real and we got vulnerable in 2018. It was a powerful time when Kathy came and shared, shared just some deep, hurtful things in her life. She, she, was, she was being real and we were being the church. And that's some, something we always continue to encourage people to do. Like, there's a tendency sometimes to come to church and kind of like just put on our, our best and not let people really see what's going on. And that would be a tragedy if that was the case for us. And we don't want that to be the case. And so Kathy was, was amazing. These two, these two, we saw this. This is the first time I've ever seen this. They graduated college and got engaged on the same day. Like, just talk about, like, just, just taking care of all of it, right? The only thing that could have been done different is they could have just went and done the wedding that day, too. You know, just got it taken care of. I'm sure um, her parents would have been like, amen. Yeah, it's just uh, one big party. We don't have to throw a different one, you know, like, so they, uh, they are currently on baby watch, and we'll talk about that here in just a minute. Not for the two of them, by the way. No, not for the two of them, for somebody else. 
We celebrated our fourth anniversary as a church. Most church plants don't make it to the fourth year. They usually die about the third year. And we celebrated together. I actually was gone. I was in Peru coming back that day. But we had a uh, time to remember what God had been doing in our our midst. This family, they're here today. This is the first time that the young lady on the right, Aaliyah, has been back to church because she enlisted in the National Guard, right? National Guard, where are you at? Yes, National Guard, there she is. And so they, they had some new things going on. They got one hitched and one enlisted. And so both of them made some serious commitments <laughs> in, the, uh, in 2018. Then we had the balloon man. I don't know if you're here for the balloon man or not. Vacation Bible school. That was a fun time with him. Uh, my granddaughter still thinks David Heckel looks like the balloon man. She still thinks he is the balloon man. Don't, I won't tell her. No, we're the secret safe. This is our daughter, Emma. We had our very own Platte County Fair Queen right here at the Calling Community Church. That was an exciting time. She is visiting some friends in Dallas, but she's not here today. Then we discovered that everyday people like to do a lot of things together, and we ate together, and we had a lot of fun together at the picnic out at the, the uh, Platte Ridge Park. Some of us sharpened our leadership skills. We went to a leadership summit. That was incredible. Learned some new things. We served one of our own. We blessed um, Vicky, our cellist. We, some men just rolled up their sleeves. They got busy. And they, uh, I was just there the other day. And Vicky said, it's beautiful. Like, Shorty's here too. Shorty has been a part of that. Beauty. He's done some work um, on her house. It looks amazing. The backyard, completely different than what we saw before. We had Jenna. This lady right here, she came in and did some training for our families to learn how to disciple our children more um, effectively. And just to let you know, Jenna's 13-year-old son has been diagnosed with cancer, and he is battling for his life right now. So if you think about it, you can be praying for his name's Eli, praying for Eli. And that happened all after she was here, and then she got back and found that out not too long after that. Um, We said goodbye. That's the, one of the hardest parts about being a pastor is when people have to move on for one reason or another. But then we got to say hello to Fred and Nancy. Uh, what a ball of energy they are. <laughs> we did some baptisms. These were not the only ones, just the ones that I had a picture of. This family of three there. This man got clean. This is new to my eyes. This is a friend of mine for 30 years, and he came and got, gave his life to Christ got baptized. It was a powerful, powerful time. It was fun watching him grow in his faith. One of the ways he's grown is because he's part of this group. This is Burger King on Tuesday mornings at 6 a.m. for all you serious men of faith or just to have nothing else to do at 6 a.m. on Tuesday morning. But uh, it's, been, it's been awesome. Randy, this guy right here, is leading our group, does a fantastic job. It's one, take something off my plate. It's been awesome. Some of us had to persevere a little more than others in 2018. Vicki just finished up her treatment for cancer. and She'll have to go back for checkups and those kind of things. And almost as soon as she got done, there's another lady that's been coming to our church that just had sur- her first surgery, and she's just beginning the battle. And so we continue to pray and lift her up. Um, nobody can understand that better than Vicki can, for sure. We brought hope at the Day of Hope. And then on Christmas Day, we delivered 
a gift of $4,500 down to Hope City. 2,000 of that was given on Christmas Eve from the generosity of people just like you to the inner city ministry on the right where they are ministering to the down and out and the hopeless. It's a beautiful picture. This is Kelly, the lady I was talking about with breast cancer. We gathered around and prayed for her the other day as she was getting ready for her surgery. Continue to pray for her. Oh, wait, one more. Just in time for Christmas, this sweet little one is Steve. Raise your hand, Steve. This is Steve's first grandbaby. Yes. And all of us grandparents in the, in the room are like, we know exactly how you feel, brother. It is beautiful because he didn't have to get up and change your diaper in the middle of the night. At least not tonight anyway. <laughs> Maybe last night. I don't know. <laughs> and then we're on baby watch for another one. There's a family in our church that the, their daughter, Courtney, is literally in labor, laboring through it right now at uh, Liberty Hospital. So be praying for Courtney Rogers if you think about that. And then we had times like we did today where we did not forget to remember. Uh, all throughout the year we remember the, the, the death and the resurrection of Jesus and, the, and what it brings to you and me. All right. So what about you? I know we're not, now listen, here's the thing. We've got to get better at sitting closer, okay? This will be a lot more effective if we're all a little bit closer um, to me right now. But what about you? What did you see new with your eyes this year that you maybe didn't see the year before, maybe just knew completely in your life. Just, I want you to think about it. I want you to give me your response, okay? Pretend like we're all just sitting in a room together at Christmas time or Merry New Year, and we're all just gathering, we're just talking about like, hey, because like I gave my kids a gift this Christmas, and I made them give me a response before I gave them the gift. I said, tell me a high and a low for the last year, and what your expectation, what's your excitement about the new year, what God's doing in your life, and so what about you? What did you see new with your eyes in 2018? And do me a favor, write it down on the back of your prayer request, that tear-off sheet. Write it down um, and then hand that out or hand that in at the end of the service. But I want you to tell me right now, if you just feel bold enough, brave enough to say out loud. Maybe stand up, that way we know you're speaking and then we can wait till you sit down. So right where you're at. All right, so the treasure chest is a food pantry we do on Wednesday night, and we saw some incredible growth there, opportunities to minister to people who are hungry, need a hand up, and so we were there for that. We do that every Wednesday night. Uh, how many families? Sometimes up to 40, 45 on a Wednesday night, depending on... Yeah, we had the last year, 43, 44, somewhere around there. Yeah. All right, what else? Oh, new face. Yeah, you saw the picture. New faces in our men's group. We started out with just like four or five of us, and it just continued to grow with different men just kind of stepping out of their comfort zone and coming in to that. Speaking of a men's group, tonight is fireside chat. Yeah, I know it's the Chiefs game, so you're going to have to wrestle with, hmm, what, what do I do there? Maybe the Chiefs will be winning by so much at that time, you can just go on out to the men's group and sit around the fire. should be a good night for that. Yes, Bree was one of the girls that got baptized. It was awesome. Come on, y'all looking around like, you got something? You got something? Mine's not going to be that good, so I'm not even going to share it. Don't do, don't do that. I got husbands and wives looking at each other. I don't know. Do we see anything new? You didn't do anything new this year. <laughs> You're just the same as you were last year. Yes, yes, ma'am. 
Awesome. Yeah, Fred and Nancy walked in one Sunday morning and realized that they knew, uh, or they at least saw uh, Randy and Kathy at a little dance thing on, on Friday nights in Gladstone. So you never know who's watching when you're out in the community, so be careful. <laughs> be careful out there. <laughs> Um, yeah, one of the things that was new that I didn't I thought about last night was uh, was a lady in our church who had our church shirt on, and she let somebody at Aldi's go in front of her, and that woman was so impacted by that act of kindness, she started to come in the church right after that, and so that was new. That was a fresh way of uh, of looking about it. Well, we're gonna jump in. We're gonna jump into to. to obviously looking forward to 2019, and we're going to look at the possibilities, this God possibilities in 2019. This little girl, Kyla, on the right, I was at a, I was at a preschool, or not preschool, but elementary school in Liberty where Dawn is the principal, and I spoke at their little chapel service and, I, and honestly, I try to always think, wherever it is that I'm speaking is the most important place for me to be at that particular time. Like, instead of thinking, oh, well, there's only like 24 kids enrolled in the school. Wouldn't it be awesome if I was at a school where there was 1,000 kids or whatever? No, like, this is where I'm supposed to be today. And so I'm going to give my best while I'm there. And this little girl did the opening prayer. They did the Bible pledge and the flag, the pledge, the pledge of the allegiance, pledge of the Christian flag, and then this little girl opened in prayer. How old is she, Don? Nine, nine years old, and her prayer impacted me to the core of my being. Like she prayed, I don't even know exactly the words she used, but it was something about the possibilities of God, like God's possibilities in our life. And it, I don't know, it impacted me. It just did something to me. Because of thinking about, like, this family who's going through such a difficult time, what are the, what are the possibilities of 2019 for them, for their little boy? Are the possibilities for him to be healed, to experience um, something completely different than the new normal that they're experiencing right now? Is there a possibility for that? And for you, you come in with all kinds of things, possibilities for you as you look forward to 2019. So this, this little girl led me to this passage of Scripture. So if you have a Bible, you can turn to Matthew chapter 18. Matthew chapter 18, verse 1 through 5. And I was just thinking about, like, what if we were to approach this new year in kind of an old way? And that old way would be through a childlike faith. Like, what if we were to look at this up, these upcoming possibilities through the eyes of a child? So let's read this passage of Scripture together. It says, at that time, the disciples came to Jesus and asked him this question. So who is greatest in the kingdom of heaven? He called a child and had him stand among them. 
Truly I tell you, he said, and I emphasize truly I tell you because I think it would be appropriate for me to tell you that if Jesus says truly I tell you, you should truly listen to what he's about ready to tell you because there's something important that he wants to say and he really needs you to lean in and hear. So Jesus said, unless you turn and become like children, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. Therefore, whoever humbles himself like this child, this one is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. And whoever welcomes one child like this in my name, welcomes me. Jesus uses this child as an example. I don't know how old the child was. Obviously, he was small, young enough to be called a child. And you can imagine his disciples, they're wanting to know, like, just like human beings today, they were in this organization, they were kind of jockeying for a position. Like, who's the greatest? Like, Jesus, who do you love most? Like, it's Christmas time and all the gifts are under the table. Who do my parents really love the most? I mean, I, I really know it's me. But, you know, she has to get presents for the other kids, too, just so that they'll feel loved. But I know it's me, right? And so they're thinking, Jesus, who is, who is the greatest? Like, what does it really mean to be great in this kingdom? And Jesus, who is obviously just flipping things upside down, like, okay, well, I'm going to give you what I think is to be great in the kingdom. And he says it's to become like children. Now this doesn't mean to go back to acting like a child. Some of you wives have seen your husbands do that and it's just not pretty, is it? You can just elbow him right now. It's just not pretty. You know, and I'll, I'll let the husbands always have to pick on you because I am one of those and so I know better because being a male. Uh, I, saw, I saw some grown-ups acting like children last night watching college football. All right? Now, there's probably grown-ups in the houses watching college football acting like children when it didn't go their way or whatever. But I, but I saw football players losing their temper and throwing a fit. And it's a little more obvious. It was on national television. <laughs> it's not pretty either. He's not talking about going back to act childish. It's approaching this faith as a child would approach maybe their parents or their grandparents or, or even this, this Christmas watching Amelia, who is our three-year-old granddaughter and our two-year-old granddaughter Jessa, watching them approach Christmas this year. Now, it wasn't a, this is not a perfect illustration, but it works pretty good. So Amelia was really zoned in to Christmas this year. And she was enjoying everything about it. She was enjoying all of the, not only her own gifts, but also helping us unwrap our gifts. But with every gift that she would receive, she never ceased to go to the person who gave it to her and tell them, thank you. Thank you, Papa. Thank you, Nana. Thank you, Uncle Powell. You know, thank you. And because of this gratitude, it just caused us to experience it in a completely different way. Now, there was this one particular package, though, that she didn't want. She didn't want to open it. 
And we couldn't figure out why. Well, it's because it didn't have the, um, the, the paper that sticks up out of the package. It didn't have any of that. So it wasn't a perfect illustration. So while she wasn't looking, we just grabbed some old paper, just stuck it in there real quick. And then she was like, oh, I really want to open that one. All of a sudden changed everything for her, you know. And then I was thinking about uh, yesterday. I went, we went home to my hometown, and I met my niece, my brother's oldest daughter, who has kind of been disconnected from our family for several years. We kind of really reconnected now. She has two little boys she adopted. One's five, one's two. And those little boys really had never met me before. Like the five-year-old was like three or the first time I met him, but he didn't remember me. But he took to me like it was just no, like he'd known me his whole life. And he crawled up in my lap. And he, the, the other one just stuck his hands up like this and said, pick me up, like he knew me. And it, it's, for one, it's because he felt like it was a safe place. And it was a place of trust. And he was putting his faith in me. This childlike approach is seen all throughout Scripture. There's a theme in Scripture, and I, I won't have time to look through all of it. We'll just, we'll just even look at the New Testament. There's a, there's a theme in Scripture with this childlike approach to faith. One uh, comes out of a passage of Scripture that says, How great the love of the Father has lavished upon us that we might become the children of God. Right? It's not so how great the, the love the Father has lavished on us that we might become subject, subjects in his kingdom. We might become slaves. We might become servants. But it says that you might become family, children, viewed like children in the family of God. Children not born the natural way, which we all know how that happens. At least most of us in the room do. And we've seen blessings that come along with that. But it starts with a, with a deep need to be, it's kind of the beginning of our faith process, and that is to be born again. And so, literally, to enter into this kingdom, we must experience birth again. We must go through the process of being born one more time. In the Christmas Eve service, I called it the second Noel, the second holy birth. And that is when we put our faith and our trust in Jesus and we become new. So just think about when a child is conceived, how it changes so fast and how it grows inside of its mother's womb and how it's born and how it's changing and growing and developing. As Christians, the same thing happens in us. The old is gone, the new is coming. We begin to develop and grow like children. Just like natural birth, it's a result of what someone else accomplished on our behalf. <laughs> if you were all born and you had nothing to do with it, by the way. It had nothing to do with you. It wasn't a choice that you made. It just, it happened. Now, through salvation, technically we really have nothing to do with it either because we're saved by grace through our faith, right, in Him. We're saved by that grace. We still have to make a choice in this particular case to receive it as a gift and to open it and to be just like Amelia and say, yes, thank you, Papa. This is like the best gift I've ever gotten. It's just for me. It's perfect. But it's his work. We don't do anything to make it happen. So that, therefore, we can't say, look what I've done. No more than you can say as you've grown up and you get old enough, look in the mirror and say, look what I have done. Well, you didn't do anything. Partly it was your parents. <laughs> they had a big part to play. And it was God's work in you and created you the way that you are. 
At, when you were small, you were completely dependent upon your caretakers. Little Maeve, little May, is completely dependent upon her family to care for her. JD, someday, you know, someday we pray that he'll be able to function on his own. And he won't need his parents anymore. Right now, he needs them for everything. Do you know that God is trying to get us back to that same place as children to be completely reliant upon him? Do you know in 2019 the possibilities are endless when we, re, when we start to realize that it's, it's, it's what God is doing in us and through us and what God wants to do in us and through us that makes all the difference? Instead of us trying to just accomplish it on our own? Faith is crucial to not only our salvation, but it's crucial to our everyday lives. I love where it says in Mark chapter 10, it says the kingdom of God, God belongs to those who come like children. Children meek, for the most part, especially when they're smaller, and humble, grateful, like Amelia and Jessa on Christmas morning. Can you imagine if Amelia's response at Christmas would have been the opposite? This is it? Three years old, this is all you got me? You know, I wanted something more, right? I didn't, I didn't ask for this. I asked Santa for a bike. Where's my bike? You know, if she would have came to us in that manner, how do you think the response would have been? Would it be a different kind of Christmas? Yeah, it would have been completely different. Here's the reality. We can't approach that God, that, or God that way either. Humility is the key. Now, doubts and questions are okay. okay. By the way, I want you to know that. As a, if you have doubts and questions and you want to come to God with those things, it's, it's okay. He understands. Even as parents, our children have doubts and questions for us. Demands and defiance are not okay. They will get us absolutely nowhere when it comes to our Heavenly Father and also with our earthly parents as well. Look at this passage, just this theme of childlike faith. Look at Romans chapter 8, where it says that uh, for all those led by God's Spirit are God's sons. This is in verse 14. For you did not receive a spirit of slavery to fall back into fear. Instead, you received the spirit of adoption by whom we cry out, Abba, Father. Daddy, God. The Spirit himself testifies together with our spirit that, once again, we are God's Children, it's a beautiful picture. We actually see it, and it's something that we read and we share every Sunday here. We see it in the Lord's Prayer, and I'm going to wrap up with this. Listen to this. We see it in, um, in the very first words of that prayer. Our what? Father, right. It doesn't say our master, our boss. It uses this, this very um, familiar appropriate term called our father we realize that we're, we're dependent upon God for our daily bread for the very necessities of life we're dependent upon him for forgiveness and we need him as a good father to teach us to let go of the resentment that we have towards others do you need 
Do you need some of those possibilities for 2019 to be able to let go of some of the resentment that you have towards other people? Listen to this. A guy sent me this last night just out of the blue. It was some uh, verbiage from Alcoholics Anonymous and about learning to let go of resentment. You know, the, the number one way to let go of resentment is to pray for others what you would want for yourself. Man, think about that. The way you would pray for yourself the way you would want other people to intercede for you, that is what you would pray for the people that you have resentment towards. God, bless them. Pour your favor out on them. Take care of all of their needs. Help them be healthy. I'm just thinking about things I want for myself. And I'm praying that for the people that I have resentment towards. I think the more you do that, the less you hold on to this resentment in the first place. You begin to learn to let it go. And then we need him to guide us, not into temptation, just like children need us to, to guide them. I always think about all the time holding my granddaughter's hands as we're getting ready to cross the street, right, kids? We always say, now make sure you stop, and you got to look both ways. Man, as adults, man, 2019, stop. <laughs> look both ways. Lead me not into temptation. God, take my hand. Lead me. Deliver me from this, the evil that's in the world that we live in. I mean, there's a sense of... You just sense a father in that, in that prayer, the sense of need of God leading us like children. And then one more thing. This is a, this is a quote that I, that I found um, in preparing for this message. It says, so as the disciples, this comes along with this passage of Scripture, kind of finishing up the Scripture. So as the disciples focus on what constitutes greatness in heaven, Jesus provides a new perspective. Listen, if you want to be great, Jesus says the way up is literally the way down. Like if you want to be really, really good and really, really important, Jesus says, get on your knees and wash your feet. He says, put on the towel and, and serve somebody else. Meekness is required. Jesus exhorts the disciples and, and, and us to seek to possess a childlike modesty in addition to their faith. Those who willingly take the lowest position are the greatest in heaven's eyes. A young child is destitute of ambition, pride, and haughtiness and is therefore a good example for us. Not all children. Sometimes children learn those traits as they get older. But for the most part, in, our, in their spirit, children are are free of those things. Children are characteristically humble and teachable. So as we get ready to come forward for communion today, let me ask you this question. Are you humble and are you teachable? Are you humble and teachable in your marriage, in your, in your job, in your other relationships that you have, and Children, if you're listening to my voice, are you humble? Are you teachable? Are you, are you willing to learn? I know sometimes we get a little bit older, we start to develop this, this thought that we kind of know it all. Reality is none of us know it all, and we all still need to be able to be taught. We need to, we need to have this, this sense of being able to sit at the Father's feet and say, teach me, I'm ready to learn. You know, that's a good way to go into the new year. It's a good position for you to be in is at the foot of Jesus saying, I'm ready to learn.
I'm ready to explore the new possibilities, new things with my, my eyes in 2019. I'm ready to learn. I hope, I hope that's your posture. I hope that's your, your position. I hope you want to approach God like that with childlike faith. No matter what your age is, you can come to the Father like a child, ready for Him to pick you up and hold you in His arms. Let's pray. Father, we thank You for precious little Kyla who just prayed from the pureness and the simple part of her heart and, and just this prayer of, of Your possibilities. Thank you for simple faith and the reminder that we can come to you today, Lord, like little children. And here's the incredible thing. All of us as hearers of this word have the opportunity to approach you like that today. Matter of fact, it's actually kind of a beautiful picture as we approach the table today to remember what it is that Jesus has done. And as we come to the table like a good father, you're, you're not going to sh- shoo us away. You're going to receive us unto yourself. You're going to let us come to the table to receive. Because you want us to be reminded of Jesus' love for us, His mercy, His forgiveness, His offer of total forgiveness and redemption that He brought to us based on what he did for us on the cross. That's good news. That's good news that you will bend down to where we are to pick us up into your arms, to hold us, to comfort us, to encourage us, to remind us it's going to be okay, that there's new possibilities coming and we don't have to we don't have to give up. We can move forward. We thank you for your love. Thank you for your, your grace and your mercy. And we pray that you would meet us at the table today. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks again for choosing this podcast from the Calling Community Church. We hope it leaves you encouraged. If you need more information about the church or need to talk to someone about prayer or faith in Jesus, please visit our website, thecallingcommunitychurch.com and fill out the contact form. We look forward to hearing from you and hope you have a blessed day.